now. Scotland's talking. Call 0333-2020-401 and join the debate. Hello and a very good morning to you. Thank you for your company. This is indeed Scotland's talking. I'm Ali Bally on the programme today. I want your verdict on Boris Johnson's first days in Downing Street. He says he will prove the doubters and the doomsters wrong. Never mind the backstop. The buck stops here. But as critics say, he's lost the plot. He is full of bluster, but the consequences of his fantasy land will have devastating consequences. He is deluded. Do you think there should be a general election? We'll also be talking about the cost of childcare. On one occasion, a parent had came to me and said, I can go to work today. I can, I can go and earn some money. The parent had actually admitted to me that they'd had to lock their kids in the house and just go out to work. The average bill for looking after the kids has gone up by more than a quarter in the last three years. Now, if you're a working mum or dad, I'd like to hear how you manage to cope. And we'll be hearing from a man with a plan to drain Loch Ness using sponges and straws so he can find out if there really is a monster. I know, we just got to find him. We got to find that big boy. It's, it's time. And honestly, this is not April the 1st. There are 25,000 people say they'll come to Scotland to help him. Is it getting a bit silly now? It's Scotland's talking music and conversation for a Sunday morning. If you'd like to join us, the number 033-2020-401. First on the programme this morning, I want to know what you make of Prime Minister Boris Johnson. The doubters, the doomsters, the gloomsters, they are going to get it wrong again. The handover of power from Theresa May happened on Wednesday and he hit the ground running, getting rid of half of the previous cabinet and bringing in Brexiteers like Jacob Rees-Mogg. Speaking outside number 10, he repeated his campaign pledge that we will leave the European Union by the end of October. I pay tribute to the fortitude and patience of my predecessor and her deep sense of public service. But in spite of all her efforts, it has become clear that there are pessimists at home and abroad who think, after three years of indecision, that this country has become a prisoner to the old arguments of 2016. And in this home of democracy, we are incapable of honouring a democratic mandate. And so I am standing before you today to tell you, the British people, that those critics are wrong. The doubters, the doomsters, the gloomsters, they are going to get it wrong again. The people who bet against Britain are going to lose their shirts because we're going to restore trust in our democracy. And we're going to fulfil the repeated promises of Parliament to the people and come out of the EU on October the 31st. No ifs or buts. And after three years of unfounded self-doubt, it is time to change the record, to recover our natural and historic role as an enterprising, outward-looking and truly global Britain generous in temper and engaged with the world. No one in the last few centuries has succeeded in betting against the pluck and nerve and ambition of this country. They will not succeed today. So how do you think he's done so far? Can Boris the quiz show contestant become Boris the statesman? Some predicted Donald Trump would change when he moved into the White House. But look at how that's worked out. And what does it mean for Scotland's future? The Prime Minister spoke of his commitment to the Union. It is time we unleashed the productive power, not just of London and the South East, but of every corner of England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. The awesome foursome that are incarnated in that red, white and blue flag, who together are so much more than the sum of their parts and whose brand and political personality is admired and even loved around the world for our inventiveness, for our humour. Everyone knows the values that flag represents. It stands for freedom and free speech and habeas corpus and the rule of law and above all it stands for democracy. But the First Minister Nicola Sturgeon says Boris Johnson's arrival in Downing Street 
will get Scots looking for the emergency exit. It becomes more important now, even than it was yesterday, for Scotland to have the ability to choose our own future. You know, let's just take a look at the situation we now find ourselves in. We face being taken out of the EU. We didn't vote for that. We've got a Conservative Westminster government that we didn't vote for, and we certainly didn't vote for Boris Johnson as Prime Minister. All of this is being imposed on Scotland against our will. And I think Scotland deserves the right to decide whether that's what it wants or whether instead it wants to be able to choose its own future. So, are you a doomster or a gloomster? Or do you still believe in the awesome foursome? Now, as we heard in the news, some snap polls this morning say the Tories have got a 10-point lead over Labour since his elevation to Prime Minister. So what do you think? Do you think we should have a general election? Is that the top of your agenda? What do you think? Uh, We're running a poll on that, just throughout the programme, just to see what you get a little bit of a gauge. The... Question is quite simple. Do you want a general election? Yes or no? A couple of ways you can uh, register your vote. You can do that on Twitter, hashtag Scotland's Talking. Just go on there and yes or no. We'll keep you posted as we go through the show just to see which way it's going, just to get a guide as to what you, our listeners, think. And you can also vote on uh, the Facebook page, Ali Bally Productions. That's me. Okay, that's my Facebook page. I put a poll up there as well. So you can come in via Facebook or indeed Twitter, just to get so we can get a, a bit of a guide and see what you're thinking, our listeners, on a Sunday. All right. As a, of course, as always, the phone lines are there for you to register your views as well. Or treble three twenty twenty four oh one. Come on the phone lines and give us your thoughts. We'd be delighted to hear from you. Or treble three twenty twenty four oh one. Andrea G is chair of the Scottish Women Conservatives. Andrea, good morning to you. Morning, Ali. Good morning. Um, now, while I was on holiday, uh, you were um, on the programme and I believe that you were pushing for Mr Hunt. Yeah, well, I, um, I'm going to be loyal to uh, whichever Conservative Prime Minister we have because uh, they're going to beat Jerry Corbyn and his flip-flopping antics and uh, stop us getting a second independence referendum for, for Nicola Sturgeon. Um, so I, um, at the time, was swithering. Um, I was uh, undecided. But when I was on your radio, I had um, weighed up what I thought I would like, and I was um, a Hunt supporter. Right. Um, but I have to say, um, I am a very positive, opportunistic, um, typical Tory. And in the first week of his uh, premiership, I think Boris has won me over. And is that because of his enthusiasm? Is that, is that because he? Yeah, I, I think I think his optimism and enthusiasm um, is what what we need right now at this at this crisis point. Um, Theresa May, um, I think, will come out of this. Um, I think history will treat her kinder than than we are right now. I think she worked so hard, and her fortitude and fearlessness. Um, was unbelievable, but it was time for a change. We needed a fresh start and a new approach. Um, and I think the way to, the way to approach this is not by saying that Brexit is a, a damage limitation exercise or an obstacle. It's an opportunity, and we need to face it in a positive, prepared way, um, so that we do deliver um, on Brexit on the 31st of October. That's obviously the Prime Minister's top goal. That's what he's going for. But he's also come out with some other plans. Extra police for England and Wales. We, that's uh, 20,000 have already started working on that. He's talking about an extra uh, uh, new rail service in the, the north of England. Uh, already he's throwing money around. But, you know, the, the doubters are, are quite obviously going to say, but where's this money coming from? He hasn't given any of that away yet, has he? Well, I think I think he does have a plan. I think he has told us exactly what he wants to do. All these things are, are things that we need to do now as well as deliver Brexit. And they give us a positive um, outlook for this country and are identifying the issues that, that face us. And to be quite honest, um, if, if the other sides are now complaining about um, a Conservative government um, putting some money into our security, our police force, um, into um, deliver proper proper sentences for serious and violent sexual offences, then exa- what exactly do they want? Because it seems to me that whatever Boris Johnson would come out and say, um, they would they would be against it. And that just proves to me that people people play games with politics and actually don't look 
um, to what we need to address right now for the people of this country. And this is about the people of the United Kingdom, not about political personalities. Okay. Over the last couple of days since he he took office, um, I've been sounding people out just in social company, just asking the question, uh, excited or or frightened or what what do they see? And I I must admit, I've been surprised at some of the people that have come back to me with um, the comments. Well, at least he's positive. At least he's not another grey politician. Um, And and there seems to be um, some people, well, we're going to watch this with interest. Is that your general feeling as well? Are you getting that back? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been away on holiday, so I'm currently in England, in Oxfordshire. Um, but um, I have been um, texted and WhatsApped by quite a lot of people who I am really surprised at, who are excited and energised and have said, you know, the, the Tory party's back. Um, and, you know, we're all watching this space. He's only been in with less than a week. Um, but... I think I think this is really a really positive step, and what we what we desperately need right now is some positive movement, as you say, saying no to the to the naysayers and the and the doomongers, and let's get on with this. Let's let's create an opportunity um, and create some positive things about 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 Brexit rather than it being seen as an obstacle. What does it mean for the Tory party in Scotland? I mean, there's there's no, there seems to be, and I'm only doing it by saying this by sitting on the sidelines, seems to be no love lost between Ruth Davison and Boris Johnson. In fact, the song title Silence is Golden comes to mind when we think of Ruth Davison. She said nothing in the last few days since he was elected. Well, that's, that's you know, Ruth, Ruth is my leader too, um, and um, I am loyal to her and um, thank her for everything she has done for the Conservative Party in Scotland. She is a force to be reckoned with and is, is amazing. Um, and I think, you know, um, we all have to work together. If there's one thing that we um, should be learning from the last three years is that compromise and working together is key. And I am 100% positive that that is what Ruth Davidson will do. Interesting times ahead, Andrea. Absolutely. It's amazing. <laughs> With a smile on her voice. Enjoy the rest of your holiday and thank you very much indeed for joining us today. Thank you, Ali. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye now. Bye. Andrea G, Chair of the Scottish Women Conservatives. And as I say, she was on a couple of weeks ago uh, while Rob was doing the programme uh, uh, backing Jeremy Hunt. So there we are. That's where she is now um, and backing her new leader. What about you? What do you think? Oh, treble three twenty twenty four oh one. James, good morning to you. How are you this morning? Hello, Hello there. Good, good morning. morning. I'm a I'm first time caller. I'm half Scottish, but I'm in England and in uh, Oxton on the Wirral. I wouldn't I'm hold that. I wouldn't hold that against you, James. It's all right. Absolutely not. My family, my mum's family, came from Langside and Cuthcart, so um, I've got a Scottish connection. Um, you, I'm you sound though. like you sound like Donald Trump, who's got to oh, explain God. his his mother's heritage that's, before they can come on the. Program. Oh dear, I know that's unfortunate, but I don't like him either. I must admit. <laughs> right, um, on, but point, my mum was in my mum was in favour of Brexit because she voted for something that she thought she was going to get, and I think that's why people voted for Brexit. But. The problem is we have Boris Johnson now who, who says he wants to impose it. You've got to remember that, number one, the people who voted for Boris Johnson to be prime minister was two in 100,000, 0.002% of the whole electorate of the UK. He's acting like a bull in a china shop. I am personally worried about Brexit because no deal will mean no transition there will be a potential changes overnight at Halloween. Um, during, in 1987, when I was at school, uh, I did economics for GCSE. And in a book we had called Discover Economics, which was published in the mid-80s, it mentioned 1992 and the single market. So that was five years previous. Now, if they had a problem with the single market in 1987, and I don't recall any issue against the single market in 1987, why didn't they make their concerns known at that time? They didn't. During the referendum, uh, Mrs. Thatcher, the only thing, good thing that she did was that she got a unique deal for the UK, 
um, in respect is part, so that we could be part of the European Union and keep our pound, etc., etc., all sorts of things that we got opt-outs from. Mrs. Thatcher did that. Now, that was the only good thing I remember her doing. Um, so you've got to remember that we have a unique deal with the, U- with the EU at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, in the referendum, which I predicted that there would be a, in 2013 when they were starting to talk about it, I, I predicted correctly that we would have a leave result. And one of the reasons for that is because the British media, including the broadcasters, they ignore the news, the normal news, from the EU countries. In other countries, they get news from the European Union, other countries. We don't. We get a British perspective of everything, whether it's on ITV, the BBC, Channel 4, any IRN, Sky News, whatever, or the newspapers. There is nothing in England that is pro, well, there's not much, but very, very little. On the on the broadcast media, you do not get a chance to see the European perspective properly. Um, so I'm 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 very very worried. I feel a prisoner in my own country because I don't have a passport. I'm actually sort of part Irish as well because my father, even though he my mum died two and a half years ago, my dad died six months five six months ago. He was. His mum was born in Ennis County Clare in Ireland, and I'm entitled to have an Irish passport and Irish citizenship. But I haven't. I need to get a British passport first. Why? Why have you never? A, why have you never made the effort to get a British passport? I well, I did have one. It's run out of time. All now right. I can't afford one because I've got very little money. So I haven't been able to buy a British passport. Then I need to get an Irish passport. Then I need to get Irish citizenship. But they needed nine different pieces of ID to do it. So I'll have to see what I can do about that. James, I'm going to stop you there because I've got quite a few calls trying to come in here. Thank you very much indeed from your perspective anyway, uh, down south. Uh, uh, most appreciated. Treble 3 2020 We'll be back right after these. Scotland's Talking, the podcast. We've been asking you uh, to vote yes or no if you thought as, as part of this little debate we've got going on anyway, uh, to vote whether you uh, think there should be a general election or not. A couple of ways you can do that. Uh, good to say we've got uh, over 500 votes in uh, between the two ways that we're asking you to vote, Twitter and Facebook. Um, do you think there should be a general election? Yes or no? I'm not going to tell you what one's in the lead at the moment because that might sway it a little bit. So we'll just leave it open. We'll bring you uh, the results of that uh, a little later on. So should, do you think there should be a general election? Uh, a couple of ways, as I said, you can get in touch. Uh, you can do it on Twitter, hashtag Scotland's Talking, or Facebook, Ali Bally Productions. You'll get me on there and just say yes or no. Simple as that. You know, you don't need to give me any other comments. Some have given me other comments, but a yes or no uh, on that particular poll. And uh, interesting to see the way it's going. I can see the way it's going at the moment, but I'm not going one way or the other. Okay, we'll just leave it to you. Go on, give us a vote, yes or no. If you want to give a more substantive uh, comment, treble three twenty twenty four o one. What do you think then? The first few days of Boris Johnson as Prime Minister, and some snap polls this morning say the Tories have now got a ten point lead over Labour since his uh, uh, taking over as Prime. Minister. Uh, your thoughts at number 033-2020-401. It's all about opinions every week. Just looking for yours, you know. Tell us what you think. Uh, see there's one coming in from Archie. Archie, how are you? Thank you very much indeed for getting in touch on the text. Notice the 20k extra police when it all goes wrong on the 1st of December. Uh, November. Oh, right. So you think we'll need them then. Well, not so sure. I think this country will come to a halt. He won't do anything for Scotland. England and Wales got the money for the rail link and police, none for the NHS. Well, again, um, it's early days. It's only four days. You know, Jane and Brian saying, uh, let's go with Boris. He's positive. Leave the EU. Let's go with Australia, America, New Zealand and Canada. Let's be positive. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Stephen, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Ali. How are you today? Tickety boo. And my answer is, no, there shouldn't be a general election. 
Right. Why not? I say, no. I'll tell you why not. I thought you These would. Not, uh, I'll tell you, the whole of Scotland, Ireland and Wales voted in a democracy to have an election. We still would not get enough votes to put the Tories out. And who would you put in place? We don't have it. We've dictated the austerity instead of prosperity. But John Lennon gave peace a chance, Ali. And I think we should give Boris Johnson a chance. He could be the, the new Trump for us. Mm-hmm. And my reasons are, we're worrying about Boris Johnson. When this country is Scotland, when it food banks, our NHS is in a crisis, the folk, thousands and thousands of folk are dying with drugs. You name it, this country is a mess. You're going to need Nicholas Sturgeon, the leader of the First Minister of Scotland. Her constituency is class, is a third world country, but a ghetto overrun with rats. Rubbish. Poverty. It's prosperity we need in here. And if the people of Scotland better wake up and smell the coffee and go for the folk in power today and the Scottish Parliament. Forget Boris Johnson. You can't judge a book in its colours before you've read it. That's what you are all doing. All we're doing is playing into the hands of the Tories. We'll attack Boris Johnson, attack it, while this country is... Or a third world country, and it's nothing to do with Boris Johnson, Theresa May, Harold Wilson, Tony Blair. It's the people that we've got in power in Scotland, and I would like to see an election tomorrow. And Nicholas Sturgeon and that whole SNP administration chase right out of that door. That's what I want to see, Ali. No, leave Boris Johnson alone. I wish he was in the first minister of Scotland because we wouldn't be in the mess we are in today. That's my thought, Ali. Interesting. Well, as we always say, it's about opinion, Stephen. Thank you very much indeed for yours. Uh, always very controversial and um, and thought-provoking. So you agree or disagree, you know, it's, it's all about that. Let's see what John's saying. John, good morning. Good morning, Ali. Morning, John. Well, right. What do you think? Stephen at his best. Um, first of all... Well, Stephen with an opinion, you know, and an opinion that many yes, would agree with. Yes, yes I do. Well, here's my opinion, Ali. We have an organisation who are running the country. As far as I'm concerned, the top job in the country, and they've managed to get it ranked twice so far. And twice they've put their hands up and says, "Oh, we need to get somebody else in." You can't keep chasing the changing the goalposts. You can't keep saying, "Well, he never got it right, so we're going to put him in," and he never got it right, so we're going to put him in. That's what's happening here. Three prime ministers in the space of what? Two years? Ridiculous. Absolute scandal. As for Scotland getting brought down to its knees, yes, it has been getting brought down to its knees, but by Westminster. And we have tried and tried to hold on to our National Health Service, which is in a far better state than it is in England, but we're no winning. Now, the one surprise I got with Boris Johnson, I read it in the paper, I don't know if it's factual, Ali, is that he said that if he get into power, he would make it his own job to make sure that elderly people who were going into care homes would not lose their houses. Now, if Boris Johnson said that, and if it's a fact, and if he does it, I'll vote Conservative tomorrow. Because they're the only party, the only people who seem to care about the old folk in our country. They are neglected, they're abused, they put the retirement age up, they rob them as soon as they're finished working, as soon as they're not needed anymore in the country. They take every halfpenny they've got off them as soon as they get into a home. That should be free. They've worked all their life in this country. They've donated, donated their time and their money to this country. They should be looked after, Ali. And if Boris Johnson said that, and he does it, he'll get my vote every time. I think it's, it's, it's OK saying it, but doing it is another thing, isn't it? Because, again, it's easy to make those promises when you think to yourself, right, um, here's what I want to do. And then eventually somebody will come along and say, like the Chancellor, where am I supposed to get the money to do this? Well, he, Ali, see if a war breaks out, or see if they need billions of pounds for new blooming arms and nuclear weapons and all. They can do that, but they can't look after the pensioners in this country. 
And I'm not just talking about Scotland, I'm talking about the UK as a whole. Our pensioners, our old people are treated worse than most of the, the, the countries, Sweden, all these other countries are far better with, with their old people than we are. We treat them like duck. They are treated and abused in this country, and it's time somebody stood up and fought for their corner, because I, they fought for our corner for years, Ali. They wouldn't, wouldn't it, their life for this country. Wouldn't it be good if someone in the new government stood up and said, right, we're now going to look after our own. We're slashing the foreign aid that we give away by 50%. And that millions and millions of pounds will go into, as you say, our own elderly in this country. Um, more money for the health service or education or whatever. But the, foreign, the money that we give to foreign countries is absolutely obscene. Yes, and we give billions to India and they can send a rocket to the moon. Meanwhile, our pensioners are, are scrapping and screaming. I've got a, a colleague of mine, his father's been put in a home. They're looking, the money that they're looking for, Ali, is ridiculous that he's going to try and find rather than sell his dad's house. It's the one thing that a working man who works all, year, all day, every day, hopes that he can leave something to his family. But this government makes sure... They, they take it off and they stay. So you're born with nothing and you leave with nothing in this country. You're not appreciated, Ali. There was promises made to the government in this country and they're not keeping them. OK, John, thank you. Uh, on to a couple of comments that are coming in on social media. Brian says, there should have been an election when Theresa May resigned. Why is the future of the country being decided by a handful of politicians who are all out for themselves? Thank you very much indeed, Brian. It's all about opinions. Uh, this one coming in from Andy. Andy says, a message to the Scottish government or indeed the Scottish and British government. Why can't you work together, sort out the biofab situation? That's the shipyard, the building shipyards um, where they can build the turbos, isn't it? This is what I'm, I'm talking off the top of my head here. That's biofab in Burnt Island and Methyl. And Andy's saying, sort that situation out. This is where there are um, uh, masses, about 30-odd turbines going out off the Fife coast into the North Sea, and they're going to be built somewhere like Indonesia. Is that correct? Um, yes, biofab metals getting a few of them, like five to build, but there's 37 being built, although those that are in charge of it say it hasn't been confirmed yet from my memory. But Andy, thanks for that. He's saying, sort out the biofab, please. And also sort out what's going on Ferguson's shipyard in Greenock with these two ships sitting there, the Scottish government arguing over what should and shouldn't be done. Get that sorted and get Scotland back on the move. OK, Andy, thank you very much indeed. Um, another one here on social media, just trying to keep them coming in. I agree with Stephen 100%. Whoa, Stephen, you talk great common sense and that comes from Irene. Right, we better take a break there. You're listening to Scotland's Talkin', the podcast. Join the conversation on Twitter at Scotland's Talkin'. On the phone lines is Joseph. Good morning, Joseph. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Ali. Hold on, I'll turn the radio down, Ali. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, go on, big. That's it now, Ali. Okay, right. Ali, I think Boris Johnson, when he got, when he got the, the, the time, I think he gave a very good speech at Westminster, Ali. And the way he put it over... It disgruntled a few of them, you know. I mean, especially like Ian Blackmore. He gets ridiculed every time he opens his mouth and sits, stands there and gives all the stupidest things. that comes out of his mouth, and he's got to sit down and take it. But it doesn't. It comes out. It does nothing for Scotland since he's the chief leader down there. He has not done one thing for Scotland. Nicholas Surgeon, they are Friday Alley, the great railway yard for timing the trains shut down. Yep. Said it's nothing to do with her. It's out of her hands. Now, that's a foreign firm, Ali, and the one before was a foreign firm. All they done was pass, pass it over to teach her, and now that's out the door. Well, all did, the yeah, hang on a minute, I, though, Joseph. I mean, I, I watched you know, some of the, the news and been hearing what we've been doing as well and, and listening to what people are saying that she should have intervened or the Scottish government should have um, nationalised it or whatever. What, what really were you expecting her to do? If a company decides out with, you know, that is a commercial company. And if they decide 
that it's going, it is no longer fit for purpose. It's for whatever reason, they decide, it's their company and they decide to close it. What really do you expect the Scottish oh, government to do? Yeah, yeah, they can't, they can't walk in and buy everything. No, I understand that, Ali, but I had to give it over to the workforce because you're losing the skilled people. Who would have funded it? Who, how, how would the, what would the workforce have done with it? Well, if, an, if an international company can't make money out of it, you know, and, and think that it's, that it's got to close, how is, the, how is handing it over to the workers going to help anything? Well, that's still a choice I've got, Ali, to try and build it back up again. I mean, the, the contracts were still there. And the thing about it, Ali, was is most of our companies in Scotland now, there's hardly anybody who owns them. And Nicholas Sutton's shouting about independence all the time. Where all these companies, the biggest majority of my companies in, in Scotland are not Scottish or British-owned. They're out with the country. And the taxes are taken out of this country is unbelievable. Air Railway, Abello, they're a, they're a government Dutch company owned by the Dutch government taking all the taxes out of our country and giving us a crap railway system, Ali. That's not right. She's not doing the right thing. If she'd get away from this independence carry on and see how the country's run properly, we'd understand she'd understand a lot better, but she's not doing the, the job she's she's down, down for Ali. And she's ruining this country where our ideas are not there for the people to get work, get us on our feet and get this great country we had at one time back on its feet and get there in the world, we'll show the world how we can do it, I know, without all this independence carry on. We need we need work, Ali. People need work in this country. Okay, Joseph, thank you. you you've given us your view. Um, I still think some of the, the comments you had there are straight out of um, fantasy land, but, you know, uh, I, it's your opinion. Patricia, what do you think? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Ali. I phoned a wee while ago, and since then, quite a few people have been on saying exactly what I wanted to say. That's t- see when somebody beats you to it, there's nothing <laughs> yeah, like no. it. Right, come on, for, forget that anybody well, else has been on. Right, what have you think? Right, what, what I think is this. I don't profess to know as much about politics as some of the people that phone, but I do know what democracy <laughs> I, means. Listen, they don't know anything about <laughs> politics, who are you kidding? But, but, but they, they don't know what democracy means. Did we not go to the polls in Scotland and say that we wanted to remain part of the United Kingdom not that very long ago? And nobody listened to us. They just carried on thinking that they should carry on getting what they want, and they will carry on until they get the votes counted to be they want it. How is it wrong for them not to listen to the democratic vote in England, but it's wrong to listen to the democratic vote in Scotland? Mm -hmm. How's that work out? I don't know. I don't understand that one either. Um, you know, if, if you ask a country or a person for their opinion, you get them to vote it, then you surely have then... Are, are, no, I wouldn't say stuck with it, but you, you should then react and you should act on what the public want. Of course, because that's what we want. Now, that's another thing I want to talk about, Ali. You know this new thing that we seem to have just now for mob rule? If you don't like something, you take to the streets with your placards and you get in everybody's road, stop all the traffic to get your opinion held. That's what Alex Salmon took notice of when he called his referendum because, like an idiot back then, I voted for them because I didn't really know what they stood for. I didn't understand it. And he took that as everybody was agreeing with him. And then, did you, can you remember his face when he lost the referendum? That's what they're all doing. If it's the silent majority, when they come out to the polls, they won't vote again for for them. And they won't have their voices heard because they're not standing in George Square with their placards shouting and bawling and disrupting everything. I don't understand where all this has come from in a democratic country. Why do we need people to so be the last, the last referendum, you voted to leave the United Kingdom. Is that what you're saying? I did. I voted to leave... No, you... no, no, no. No, 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 I didn't vote to leave the United Kingdom. I'm talking about when... It was a by-election years ago. All right, OK. And I've, I've, I voted for a the Scottish Nationalist Party because I was fed up with Labour because I thought that Glasgow was in a terrible state. Mm-hmm. But because I'm not really... Well, then I wasn't as up to in politics as what I am now because I'd been out of the country for quite a while. I didn't understand what, what they stood for. And then, of course, 
that was an election then, a by-election, or a, a, a local election, where a lot of people did the same thing as me because I talked to friends and they said, yeah, they'd done the same thing. But they didn't want to leave the United Kingdom just because they didn't understand the way back then that this lot was hell-bent on it, you know. So now everybody knows exactly what it's all about. She won't win another election. She's going to lose again. I, I, I spoke to a man yesterday, which I nearly fell on my back. He lives in the wilderness I live in, and he's a dad in the rural wee Glasgow man. And he said to me, for the first time in my life, I'm going to vote like a Tory. And I said to him, really? He said, aye. He says, because see that other lot, they're traitors, they let us down, he says, and I'm going to vote Tory. And I thought, well, if more think like him, but he's not going to go out with his placards and nobody's going to be mm. counting him. It's when it comes to the vote, that's when they'll see how the people think, because I know that the people in Glasgow are sick to death at the state of the place. OK, thank you very much indeed, Patricia. We'll leave it there. We're working our way up towards the top of the news, and there's a couple of more comments I want to, to get in. Um, Brian said earlier that there should have been an election when Theresa May resigned. Irene's come back in here and she says, regarding Brian's comment, um, uh, that we didn't vote when Alex Salmond left the SNP. Nicola Sturgeon got in in exactly the same way. So uh, what's the difference? And if Boris can get us out of the EU, go for it. Thank you for that. Uh, Gene Stewart says, we don't have to send the clowns, as the, send in the clowns, as the song says. They're already here between Johnson and Trump. All I can say is God help us. Thank you. Um, one in from Ian. Ian and Bucky. He says, uh, uh, give Boris a chance. The only ones that are deluded are Ian Blackford and Nicola Sturgeon. Thank you for that. Um, and there's another one talking about the extra police for England only at the moment, right? Okay. And there's one in from Joyce. And Joyce says, uh, Ian Blackford has a cheek in that little clip you played about talking about um, bluster. Um, all right. I think you mean this one. Let's, let's just remind ourselves what he was saying. He is full of bluster, but the consequences of his fantasy land will have devastating consequences. He is deluded. Joy says, uh, pot kettle black, as far as Mr Blackford is concerned, full of bluster. Thank you very much indeed, Joyce, for that. OK, so uh, working our way towards the, the, the news at 11 then, we've been talking the first part of the programme uh, regarding Boris. If you would like to still comment, we'll continue with that after the news at 11. Also looking at childcare after the news at 11 o'clock. And I, I would think this would be interest to a lot of mums and dads and grannies, etc., um, who have to come in and look after some childcare. And we're halfway through the school summer holidays now. How have you been coping keeping the kids occupied? How has it worked in work-wise? We're talking about that. And it's true. Well, there is a gentleman who wants to take the Loch Ness Monster thing a little bit too far, I think. We'll be discussing that as well. But please, uh, keep giving us your votes. The votes are still coming in as to the question is quite simple. Would you like a general election? Yes or no? Two ways to vote on that. You can do it on Twitter, hashtag Scotland's Talking, yes or no. Or you can go onto my Facebook page, Ali Bally Productions. You'll get it there. Just to click on the yes or no. We just want to see where the, the land lies at the moment with our listeners. Scotland's Talking, the podcast. Lots of comments coming in on social media. Um, Here's one that says, John had one of the best points yet uh, in as much as the help that the government is giving to the elderly, i.e. nothing. They've even taken away the TV licence after after the age of 75 years. That's from Derek. Thank you, Derek. Uh, Pat says, what's for? There is no one in the other parties that I would vote for. All right, give Boris a chance. Um, I'm going to give Boris a chance. And I know a lot of other people are as well. Um, Thank you for that. And uh, here's a, a, a few others coming in that we'll come back to in a few moments. OK, I want to also get your comments and thoughts on childcare. Uh, so we'll do, Boris. Kate, if you've got a comment, then please uh, do keep them coming in. Uh, we're halfway through the school summer holidays, as you probably know. Uh, I'd like to know how you've been coping with keeping the kids occupied. And what about the cost of it all? 
New figures show the bill being paid for childcare by families across Scotland has risen by more than a quarter in the last three years. Parents are spending over £3,300 a year on average. And that's only if you can find childcare which fits around your working hours. So how do you manage? Are you one of the mums and dads who rely on grandparents to look after the kids so you can go out to work? Dean Riley runs a free football club for disadvantaged kids in Edinburgh in the Brunston area and he's been speaking to our chief reporter Hope Webb for Scotland's Talking. Working day to day with with kids in the in the community, um, you really see the, the, the true costs of, of what families are going through. What we were finding was that, you know, parents and it wasn't necessarily just single parents, um, were finding that they would have to take time off work to look after kids. So the alternative is to, to all of that is to then childcare. Now, the childcare costs are just astronomical. There is football camps and things like that that, that we looked at. Um, some of them charging upwards of 80 90 pounds a week. And if you've got two or three kids, it's completely you know, impossible for a normal working-class family. And it kind of drove me into to doing the football camps. And certainly the feedback that I got from the parents that were coming was it was an absolute godsend for them. And what are some of the things that the parents say to you, you know, about the relief that it brings them being able to, you know, go to work and know that their kid is is safe and is, you know, I guess having fun as well. Listen, it's massive. You know, there was there was on one occasion a parent that came to me and said, I can go to work today. I can I can go and earn some money. Um the parent had actually admitted to me that they'd had to lock their kids in the house and just go out to work. Um, and the kids were quite young. You know, there weren't, you know, teenagers. There were young kids, but it was it was a not a life or death situation for for the for the parent. But pretty much that you know, she couldn't afford to put them into a paid club, um, and she couldn't afford not to work. And I think that's heartbreaking in this day and age that you know we can't support people that are that are actively trying to go out and work and still actively trying to make a contribution to society that we can't, you know, put an arm around them and, and the kids and say, well, do you know what, let's get these kids active, let's get them, you know, looked after in whatever way, shape or form, um, you know, let, let's get this done. Dean Riley there speaking to our chief reporter, Hope Webb, for Scotland's Talking. So how does it affect you? What about the cost of private nurseries and the money that uh, uh, I've heard many mums saying uh, that uh, they make virtually nothing in a week when they put... That we went into a nursery. They're they're paying out what they're actually earning, but they're doing that to to maintain their job and stay on the job ladder and stay with the company. It, has that affected you in that way? How how does it affect you? Let me know. Oh treble three twenty twenty four oh one. You can also text six one zero five four. Start your message with Ali. And we're talking childcare at the moment and the cost of it. Morgan's in Mabel. Morgan. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? All right? I'm not bad. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Yes, it's okay. So, childcare, how does it affect you? Are you a working mum, Morgan? Yes, I work and I'm a student as well. Really? Studying what then? Uh, I've just finished a HNC in counselling and I'm going to do my degree in psychology. Right. The job that you do, how does it work around? I mean, have you got a family at the moment? Yeah, I've got two kids, a wee girl and a wee boy. Right, how old are they? Six and nine. So how does work fit round their schooling and even, right, school holidays just now? Quite difficultly. Um, so I work 12 hour shifts in a care home. Um, my husband works shifts and I'm not always the same shifts. So it's a juggling act, really. I've kind of worked out that the cost of childcare is £4 per child per hour. So I would be paying £8 an hour for my kids um, and I get paid £9 an hour at the care home. So I would be working for a pound an hour. So 12-hour shifts would be £12 if I had to pay for childcare. Mm. Why, do you, really why, why do you do it? Well, I... Don't. Um, I get my mum, my dad, my stepdad, they watch the kids for me. If it wasn't for them being as supportive, I wouldn't be able to work. 
So there's no real incentive there for you if you were to put out that money, what is there? There's no incentive to go out and work. No, but I, I, as I said at the beginning, I know a lot of mums like you. Not a lot. I know a few that have said, you know, by the time I pay the childcare and I'm away at work, um, uh, they're paying, basically they're paying for a, a, a babysitting service that costs as much as they're earning. Exactly, uh-huh. By the time you went to work, like I work 7 till 7, um, so the kids were up at the crack of dawn to get them ready to go to childcare and then we wouldn't be back until like half seven, eight o'clock. That's not fair on the kids. Mm-hmm. They're, they're away all that time. Um, it's like they're doing the job as well, so they need a childhood, and we need quality time together as well. It's not fair on the grandparents either. <laughs> well, no. Um, <laughs> but fortunately, hours. they get to stay the night before. Right. So it's not like they're getting up at that time in the mornings. Um, so it's a bit better that way. So do you see yourself getting out of this situation where you're having to juggle, you and your husband, and you're having to juggle with with the parents or any other, as you say, members of the family that can help in? Until I get my degree and go into the work that I want to do, no. I've got, I was facing four years at uni at the moment. Right. Um, so I've got to work at the care home for the next four years just to provide like bills, food, all that kind of thing um, to get me through that. So childcare is going to be my parents um, and my step-parent to do that for me. But it's something you must just be looking forward to. The reason that you're doing it is because you're looking to your future. Yes, uh uh-huh. The way I see it is it's a temporary thing at the moment. Um, I'm kind of setting a good example for the kids Mm -hmm. just to go for your dreams. Um, If they see me doing that, then hopefully they'll kind of pick that up and do it for themselves when they're older. I'd rather as well that they were spending the time with the grandparents than just a, a child's minder. Right, of course, yeah. OK, Morgan, thank you very much indeed for, for uh, your thoughts on that. Let's go to Emma. Emma, good morning. 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 How are you this morning? All right? Hello, Laura. How are you? Good, 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 good. What's your story then? You've got, what you got as far as children are concerned? I've got a boy at six and the girl at 11 months. Right, so two under seven. Yes. And are you um, a working mum? I'm full-time working, was a student, now can't afford to do both, and my partner works full-time as well. So what dif- Part, di- right, <laughs> What difficulties does it bring for you then, Emma? It, it, that's a fairly recent thing. It used to be work late afternoon, early evening, shifts, and by week, he would watch the kids during the day, and then I would take them between finishing and starting work, and then his way his shifts of work have now changed, and it's not actually anybody's fault except the company's fault and that's created a bit of a up in the air where some people will both be working over at the same time and mm. we're having we'll have to scramble to find somebody because we, we live really close to we, live, we actually live with my partner's mother but she has other kids to deal with and we can't always guarantee she'll get her and sister-in-law is a very popular child <laughs> mind in the area so we don't always have space for her either so right. kind of, we, we, you hit days and you kind of go, oh no, we we don't have anybody to look after these kids. And, they, and, it, has, and it has resulted in the past of me phoning work and going, look, I'm really sorry, I can't this. There's just nobody to watch the kids. Right. <laughs> is, is, we're, we're battling here against a pretty bad line, so um, I'm just getting bits, yeah, bits of the conversation. Uh, you you um, obviously have a bad signal area, um, but just, yeah. Emma, how how does how does work react to that? Are they sympathetic, or have they run out of patience, or, or are they not patient at all? They depends. It has, it has in the past depended on. Well, the man, the primary manager I've got just now has a teenage son, and also has to work round childcare between herself and her child's stepdad. So she's she's really quite good about it. She's right, okay. It's happened, we'll deal with it. Don't worry about it. But in the past previous managers, we maybe don't have kids who yeah. kind of don't freaked out about it yeah. and gone, well, find somebody. Yeah. Doesn't work that way. No, no, it's, it's, it depends on their own experiences, doesn't it? Mm-hmm, definitely. And in an incident, even when we were, we were mostly working opposite shifts, he gave me a shift during the day and I'd said to him, if you want to do that, that's fine, but you need to make sure I'm, that my partner's off that day. Because I can't guarantee when he'll finish. 
And he, when he gave me this shift, despite not asking me, look, is he off this day? I said, well, I can try and be in for 10 o'clock, but I can't guarantee it. My partner ended up not finishing work till 4 o'clock. So I basically missed the shift entirely. Right. And he, when this eventually came in, he kind of grumbled at me for a good 20 minutes because I did because you know, I told him what happened and it happened. So what's what's the solution then here, Emma, for you? Is there I don't one? even know what it is. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I don't even know. Because, well, I do, well, I've got, like, like Morgan, I've got a lot, I do have a lot of support and it's not, it, um, I'm, compared to a lot of women, I am very, very lucky, I'm aware of that. But, oh, and I'm not, I don't even, beyond ensuring that, We'll go back to even when I was younger and my mum was my mum was a stay at home mum and we could afford that. Like beyond going back to those days and that was raising wages considerably. I don't know what the answer to it is. Mm, I know. It's 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 a very frustrating one, but I understand where you're coming from. Uh we'll leave it there as I say, simply because we we're getting bits of you and not bits of the other with that bad line. But uh Emma, thank you very much indeed. I'm looking at one that comes in from Kath and she says, I was speaking to a nurse recently who was expecting her first baby next month. Her husband was a paramedic and she was really unsure how they were going to cope with childcare costs. She said she couldn't afford to give up her work, but as they both worked twelve hour shifts she knew that finding flexible childcare would be very difficult and, of course, expensive. The health board had also suspended providing childcare vouchers that would help towards their costs. Kath, thank you for that. That number again to get in touch if you would like to comment on childcare costs. O treble three twenty twenty. 401. You can text 61054, start your message with Ali, or email ali at thegreatesthits.co.uk. And of course, we're on Twitter, hashtag Scotland's Talking. And keep your comments coming in about uh, Boris Johnson as well. And remember, we've got a poll running uh, only for the next uh, sort of um, 25 minutes. We'll keep it open and give you the result at the end of it uh, as to whether you think there should be a general election. You can vote yes or no. A couple of ways you can do that. You can do that on Twitter, hashtag Scotland's Talking, or on my Facebook page, Ali Bally Productions. There's a yes or a no uh, I've posted on there. That's all you have to do. And it's just to give us an idea, just so it can come and say, well, at the moment, here's what our listeners think. You're listening to Scotland's Talkin', the podcast. Join the conversation on Twitter at Scotland's Talkin'. Has the whole Loch Ness monster thing gone a bit too far now? The latest in a long, long line of monster hunters is an American called Brian Richards, who got the idea to drain the loch using sponges and straws. He says... Was inspired by a similar event to evade, invade Area 51 to search for aliens. And he's already recruited 25,000 people on the internet who say they will come to the Highlands in September to help him. Our Inverness reporter Isla Todd tracked him down and he gave her this exclusive interview. Well, I've always had a fascination with the Loch Ness Monster. I always thought he was interesting. And... After the whole Area 51 thing blew up, I thought, what if I could get everybody down to Loch Ness to storm and find out Nessie once and for all? The whole Area 51 thing, I mean, I think that's completely split the internet. I think half of people think that, yeah, yeah, we're going to storm Area 51, and the others seem to think it's a joke, and people who are going can't be serious. Are you deadly serious about storming... Loch Ness? And, and what about the dangers involved? I mean, Area 51 arguably has aliens, but it's not underwater and there's no chance of drowning. You gotta think, with something as big as Area 51, with that whole thing, that was, I think it's at over 3 million people now. You gotta think, out of those 3 million, there's a good amount joking and not taking it seriously, but there's also a good amount that are probably being dead serious about it. And I think the same thing is gonna happen with mine. Yeah, there's a lot of people joking not gonna go but i think the bigger it gets the more people that are going to be serious about it It sounds silly to storm water but i think if there's enough people we can we can drain that lock and there's two different teams going on team straw and team sponge so i hope everybody can pick their side and we can 
finally find that big boy and we can find Nessie and put it all to rest. Brian, the Area 51 event is the day before your own. Is there any point, if anything goes horribly wrong with storming Area 51, would you call off the Nessie event? Honestly, I want to say I won't back down with the event. I want to say that. But if it comes to the point where the Area 51 thing is totally blown out of proportion and people get hurt, I might have to reconsider. Right. Brian Richard was his name. Isla Todd was ours. What do you make of that? Come on. Team straw and team sponge, he says. Is it just a bit of fun, something to keep the lucrative Loch Ness tourism industry going? Or could it get a wee bit dangerous now? What if? Just think of this. You you know, you do read on um, online and of, of where parties get out of hand because all these people turn up that shouldn't have been there in the first place, but they read about it. So at this stage, at this stage, this guy, Brian Richards, has got 25,000 people online saying they will travel to Inverness with him. 25,000. We live at an age when, what is it, one in ten people? I think it is. We don't believe we actually put a man on the moon. And the Flat Earth Society is making a comeback. Should we call time on Loch Ness Monster before it gets totally out of control? Okay, let's say these 25,000 people, half of them didn't turn up. 12,500 people swarming into... Inverness or onto Loch Ness. I just wonder, do they think this is some small loch or lake? You know, you know, just this little bit of water. There's a serious side to it as well, if he is serious. And all these people turning up there. Saul says, I hope they're going to use paper straws. Thank you. Uh, someone else, else said to me they're going on holiday. And if I can find this email, I, I just remember reading it. I came in yesterday and said, I will be on holiday. Something along those lines. I will be on holiday when uh, you're talking about this on Sunday. But um, I just hope that they're going to clear up all the straws and the sponges and not just leave them lying along Loch Ness. What are your thoughts? O treble three twenty twenty four oh one. That's the number. Regarding childcare, Ken says, I understand the challenges families face juggling working with childcare. I too work full time. My son is two and in nursery. This is my choice. I choose to have a child and it's my responsibility to support our lifestyle. I wouldn't be able to afford a second child and work, which again is my choice. I consider myself a realist. I feel we have a generation of entitlement. Just my opinion. Ken, that's what it's all about, opinions. Um, Liz says, Ali, don't know if a general election is the way to go. Maybe we should give Boris a chance and see what he comes up with, and then we make up our own minds, if indeed he is the leader of the country. But in saying that, I'm not convinced, but I could, of course, be to totally wrong. Uh, Robert McGowan. Hi, Robert. Only 92,000 people elected Boris into this high office. I could say... And your point is, let me know. Um, there's a few other ones coming through here on social media. Oh, regarding uh, Loch Ness and the draining of it by straws. Is it dafty day? What a pillock. Do we have to let them in? <laughs> probably. Um, another one here, that was from Gregor. Um, it's just a bit of fun. The Loch Ness idea brings 25,000 more tours to Scotland. It can't be a bad thing. Well, all in the same day. Um, as another one says, Ali, is it April already? By jings, time flies. Does, doesn't it? Uh, sponges and straws, 25,000 people are anxious to help out. It's like the song, if it was whiskey, they would drink it dry. Sorry, folk, the loch is not whiskey. Couldn't stop laughing at the stupidity. But I do worry about the sanity of people. Irene? I sort of worry that every Sunday, just after 12. Hello, Marj Marjorie, how are you doing? Hi there, good morning, Ali. Good morning Thanks for you. letting me have a wee chat this morning. That's okay. I was, I was listening to the, the Boris question, and the political question, and I've been very interested in politics from a very young age. 
And I just kind of wanted to sort of, at the end of this, because I know you're moving on to other topics, is for to just pose a few things for listeners to think about. Um, I kind of think that, you know, it's very strange that every, we all have our opinions on political matters, but historically it hasn't really made any difference what Scottish people have thought about things. If you think about back in the days when we were, you know, mainly Labour uh, supporters and things mm. like that, mm-hmm. and we got the Tory government, and even although the majority of us wanted, you know, a Labour government, um, and just to think back historically about things, you know, like the poll tax, was that fair to be imposed on the Scottish people uh, in the first place? And I just feel that um, now it's the time for maybe to let young people in Scotland you know, make their future. And uh, it is actually going to be their future. And thinking about why why is it so important to have the union? Are we not able to look after ourselves and, you know, have our own direction and vote on things that matter here in Scotland? Um, so just for them to think about a few things and think back historically, you know, what was gained as Scottish, pe- Scottish people as a whole? Or are we just always going to be on the apron strings, you know, and I mean, the last election was on the EU, and I did vote to stay in the EU, and I think the majority of Scotland people, Scottish people actually voted for that, and yet we're just going to carry on, you know, follow the... Follow but we're, the part, we're part of the United Kingdom, that is I what guess, we are at I the know, moment. I know, but Ali, you wonder, where, where's our voice, though? Do you know, if the majority of Scottish people were quite happy to stay in the EU, and yet we're going to come out of the EU, so where is our voice? And that's all I really wanted to say. Have the list, you know, just for the listeners to have a wee think about it. It's like, how important is it when we decide something for ourselves? Mm. Do and, we do we actually get that delivered? And and have you? You've said you've been interested in politics since uh-huh. a, a young age. Yeah, a have you never time. thought of going into it then? Mm, I, I don't know. No, I haven't. I've just I've just been working and things like that. That, but. Uh, I just I, I've I've been listening to it a lot. I'm very very interested in it, and I'm interested in everybody's opinions. But sometimes I just wish that I could hear Scottish people actually have a wee bit more belief in themselves, you know, and have the courage to actually say we're very good at things, you know. Do we really need to be following all the time? And I'm not in any kind of political. I, I look at all the different political parties. I look at what the Tories when they were in and what they did. I look at Labour, I look at the SNP. I mean, the only benefits I can see with SNP as well for the Scottish people is the fact that we don't have to pay for our prescriptions anymore. And that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Because as a nurse, I know how many drugs people have to, at the time, have to pay for. And yet they can now go and get their medication free. I mean, there are benefits. but So I look at all, all aspects of politics. And I just, I've got young sons and... I think they were very devastated at the referendum for the when, when it ended up we didn't get independence, and I, I really felt for them. So I thought, well, we've had our chance. So is it, is it time? Is it time then? You would agree that it's time for another vote? Is that what you're saying? I don't. I don't know because I don't think uh, Scottish people are really convinced or have that conviction yet. But I'd love them to think and look at their children and their grandchildren and say, well. Do we really want to serve them what we've had? Do we not want something more for them? We've got very intelligent young people in this country. And a lot of them, who I know through my son's been at university, they're, they're quite keen to leave Scotland. They don't see a future here. And that, that saddens me. Yeah, yeah. They feel like and, they've and, got to get I, out. And I, yeah. yeah. And mm. I said to them, do you know, do your, your peers feel that way? And they said, yeah, we were all devastated. Because mm. these are intelligent young people. And I think maybe the Scottish people will stop, you know, my generation above, stop thinking about, well, what happened and things like that, and let the young people, if they ever did come to another referendum, let the young people have a chance. It's, do you know, I just feel it's their future. I don't particularly want to see all young people not seeing a future in the country. You know, I'm quite passionate about it. Mm. Marjorie, yeah. thank you very much indeed. We're okay, going to leave it there. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Love bye-bye you. now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I can't call in for laughing. What next? Hunting trips looking for haggis. <laughs> Probably more successful than looking for Nessie. Uh, thank you for that one. Uh, there are 25,000 people wanting to turn up to Loch Ness to hunt for Nessie. 
could do something much more productive and useful with their time, like travelling to the coast to clear our beaches of plastic and rubbish, or volunteering to help a charity that assists those in poverty and need. Who's this from? It's Kath. Right, OK. Their plans to try and empty Loch Ness with straws and sponges is totally ludicrous. And the American chap who is trying to organise this has not thought through the consequences. <laughs> Thanks, Kath. Go and have a lie down now. Scotland's Talking, the podcast. Well, we've been uh, just calculating on the old scores of the doors there as far as the poll was concerned. We'll bring you that in a moment. I'm amalgamating those that voted on Twitter and those on Facebook. So we've got uh, a final score. Um, bring that in a few seconds. I'm talking about, just in case you've just joined us, we've been asking you to, to vote yes or no as to whether there should be a general election. Okay. Right, Kieran has also joined me. Uh, you've been looking at some of the Twitter comments. What have you got? Well, I've got one here from Irene uh, about Boris Johnson, and it says, Boris is talking the talk just now, but will he walk the walk? He's not renowned for carrying out his promises, but the promises he is making just now are sucking people in. Well, you see, she says he's not renowned for make, you know seeing through his promises, but when he was London mayor, he was elected for two terms and, mm-hmm. and made quite a few changes in London. Did, the uh, Boris bikes are still going as well, exactly. Boris bikes are still going and various other things as well. So who knows? Next. Um, this is an independence one here. All right. Okay. Relating to Boris Johnson and right. the poll we just put out. She, he said, those voting yes here are in support of independence and those voting no here are not. That's another way of looking at it. I think that's quite presumptuous there. But it is. I agree. <laughs> Do you agree? Well, I sort well, of agree. I've so, some sometimes of watched that happening before, you mm-hmm. know, that when we've carried out that, it depends who you are and people sitting there doing it, you know. We're, mm-hmm. we're, yeah, okay. Um Interesting, interesting times. Look, I'm going to have to stop you there. We've run out of time, Kieran, sorry. Okay. Um, but uh, we're just looking at the question that I was asking and the question on the poll was, do you think, do you want another general election? We're just under 900 votes uh, since we started the programme uh, between Twitter and Facebook. And it comes out when we amalgamate the two 69% say yes, they want a general election, and 31% say no. Very interesting, isn't it? Interesting mm, yeah. times ahead. You're listening to Scotland's Talkin', the podcast. Join the conversation on Twitter at Scotland's Talkin'.